With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Here's a question. Did you know an all-bond portfolio can earn up to 6.88% yield? As interest rates plateau and eventually begin to drop, Betterment is offering the BlackRock Target Income Portfolio, a 100% bond portfolio that can be a smart alternative to cash. Here's a couple more reasons why you may want to consider BlackRock Target Income Portfolio. First, it has four different yield targets to choose from based on your preferred level of risk. Second, it's built by BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset managers. And third, while it's still an investing product, it's generally less risky than stocks alone. But did you really hear anything after? After up to 6.88% yield, Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Learn more at Betterment.com slash bonds. As of 41924 for the aggressive target income portfolio, blended 30-day SEC yield is the weighted average of 30-day SEC yields standardized calculation for each ETF in the portfolio, net of fees 0.25%. Yield is not performance. Investment returns may vary. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Betterment, not BlackRock, is responsible for its advisory relationships with clients. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Friday, March 10th, and we're here answering your financial questions. If you have one, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, a lot of stuff going on. Number one, you can actually subscribe to our brand new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. By doing so for 35 bucks for the whole year, you will have access to quarterly live webinars and we're going to roll out more special content. Our first live webinar is with the IRA expert and great fan of the show, Ed Slot. If you want to know everything about the Roth IRA filing taxes, it's like a Rothapalooza. I think I've said that and I'm going to go with it. So check it out. Subscribe to the Jill on Money live service. Again, it's just 35 bucks. While you're opening your wallet, why not buy the book, The Great Money Reset? You can buy it from all different kinds of retailers. Just see the links on the website. Easy peasy. Okay, enough with me promoting myself. Let's go and start this program with an email. This is from Carol who writes, Hi, Jill and Mark. I am 68 and retired. My husband is 75. He's still working full-time and earning, wait for it, $300,000 annually at age 75. He is in good health. He's got no intention of retiring anytime soon. We are in good shape financially in addition to his continued earnings. Wow. Cue all of the angry emails. We um, have approximately $3.5 million in retirement savings. $200,000 in savings and checking. My husband receives a small pension from a former employer, $2,400 a month. And our combined social security is $5,100 a month. Gosh. So just like, that's amazing. They've got a primary residence. It's worth $900,000. 
there's about $230,000 left on a mortgage at a 2.8% rate. (laughs) Some of these rates are just like crazy when we say them now, you know, in retrospect. The second home is worth a half a million dollars with a $180,000 mortgage, 3.8%. Okay, question. Do we need to keep our no lapse universal life insurance plans? We opened them five years ago and I pay $200 a month and my husband's plan costs $383 a month for $100,000 of coverage each. I would like to cancel them both, but I don't know if this makes sense since we've already paid for five years. Mark, would this be the essence of sunk cost? Like a little hat tip here to our friend, Annie Duke, who loves to say that people often don't make the right decision today because oh, I've already sunk all that money into it. So the answer is yes, absolutely. And you should just dump it. And it doesn't matter what you've paid because you never needed it. Um, by the way, Carol finishes up by saying, yes, we have our estate documents done and it includes our three dogs and two horses. Hmm, how about that? So yeah, dump those policies. You don't need them. What, how do you think, how did that policy get sold to them? I have no idea. But anyway, you don't need it. Uh, so Melissa writes, I recently discovered that the owner of the company in which many of my investments are held is a major contributor to a cause that I don't believe in. Is there any way to find out the ideology of the various companies? Is there a Dolly Parton of the investment world? There are some environmentally or socially responsible mutual funds and ETFs, but they seem to have higher expenses. Years ago, I read that one investor in Berkshire Hathaway asked Warren Buffett to divest from Coca-Cola because sugar is so bad for health. Buffett declined as he sipped his Coke. So I expect Mark and Jill will be sipping their Coke as they read this. Many thanks, Melissa. I mean, I agree with you. We, I wish there were a Dolly Parton of the investment world. Remember when we had uh, James McIntosh was on the program and he did this very deep dive last year into ESG funds and investing in general. It was really, he's a Wall Street Journal columnist. I found that to be the most cogent analysis of really of like the perils of ESG investing, not a political peril, but just like that it's, as you note, it's expensive, but also the metrics that are used to measure the ESG are all over the place. There's no standard. Now, the thing is, it's very difficult to do this with a fund, but if you're talking about a specific company and you're saying like, all right, I'm just going to make it up. Like, uh, let's pretend XYZ mutual fund company is run by somebody who is just antithetical to everything you believe in, well, then I would move. I really would. I would move to a place where, you know, maybe either they don't, they don't trumpet what they are actually, what they care about, or that at least it's not obvious. I get that you'd be like, ugh, that makes me see, feel kind of nasty. I'm not sipping a Coke. I did just take a sip of coffee, but I understand your concern and I'm not Uh, I'm not discounting it at all. I do think that is certainly a, that's a valid concern. You know, it's funny, like I remember uh, when I was an investment advisor a hundred years ago, I remember being asked very specifically a political question uh, by a, a prospective client. And I remember saying like, that's weird. You know, this guy was like, oh, you know, uh, my, my, pastor, this was like in the 90s, said that we shouldn't invest in Disney stock because Disney extended benefits to same-sex couples. This is way before marriage equality. 
And I sat there like an idiot, not knowing what to say. So I didn't say anything. And then I went and talked to my business partner at the time. And he's like, You're, are you nuts? Get this guy out of your office. You don't have to work with him. And you know what he said was like, put it in perspective. What if the guy, the prospective client was to say to you, you know, I just don't want to do that because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, uh, I don't want to invest in Disney cause I don't really like, I don't know, Jews. It's tough. Like, I don't, I don't really like Jews. Like if they, he had said something like that, it would be so obvious, but he said it about gay people and I was very scared. I wasn't like closeted, but I was weird. Anyway, I went back out and I talked to him and I said, you know, I don't think I'm the right firm, the right place for you, um, because I'm gay. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> and anyway, I didn't work work with him anyway, but, but it was just such a weird thing to be asked that. So I think that like the, at the end of the day, you've got to be comfortable with whom you're working for whatever reason. If you can make a better choice that doesn't feel quite as conflicted, that's okay. And if, you know, like if Warren Buffett wants to, Warren Buffett is only about money. That's all he cares about. He really does. I don't want to be like, oh, St. Warren Buffett. Like, I don't believe that. I think he's really good at what he does. But he doesn't like before he met Bill Gates, he didn't really give money away. He cares about making money. That's okay. He puts making money as the most important thing in the whole world. And you don't. And so maybe you want to make a different choice. Okay, very good. All right. This is from Mary Jane. My husband and I have been active listeners to your program and I need your help. My daughter recently took a job where they don't have a 401k. She earns in the six figures as a physician's assistant, and she's single. Due to this, she's going to have a large tax burden. In her previous job, she was saving 15% plus the match in a 401k. She doesn't own a home as of yet. I was wondering if you knew of other tax advantages besides the Roth for her to contribute to that will help her situation. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Here's a question. If she doesn't, Mark, if she doesn't have a 401k, she's an employee, she doesn't have a 401k, could she actually uh, create her own retirement account for herself? In other words, could she do like a SEP? Could she do a Roth? No or yes? What do we think? I don't think so because she's employed. She's like, you know, she's getting a W-2, I'm assuming, right? Right. If she's making six figures, just make sure she's below the income threshold for that Roth IRA. Otherwise, just jam it into a brokerage account. Well, that's it. I mean, so if she makes uh, less than $138,000, she can use a Roth. If possible, if she could maybe have, I mean, what they should do is they should put a SEP or a simple in. But if she is an employee and she doesn't have anything available besides the Roth IRA, then she should put a brokerage account together. She should start investing and put as much money as she can in there and keep some of the money outside of very, very risky stuff just in case what? In case she comes along with a house, right? So that to me would be a smart thing to do. By the way, employers, especially like these physicians and all that, you can have a very easy, simple IRA for your whole staff and across like bupkis. So I find it highly annoying that there is no plan. Agreed? Agreed. All right. Okay. Next, this is from Brad who says, I'm 61 years old. My wife is a teacher and I basically have separate finances. We each pay for certain things. I made that point so that you understood I'm talking about me and not her. Okay. I always find that I love, I love these arrangements. Anyway, 
Brad's got a uh, $677,000 in a 401k. It's about a 60-40 investment mix. He's got three grand in savings. Home is uh, valued at 100,000, owes 10,000 at 4.2%. Two car loans, but they're only uh, 2.9%, 27 grand for both of those. One consumer loan, uh, 5,300 at 5.36%. $100,000 of income. Combined, it's 160. My plan is to retire at 65 and a half. I may go further. I have a stressful job. Okay. So he says, uh, at the end of last year, as I was reviewing our finances, I just grew tired of paying $1,000 a month on consumer debt. I changed my 401k. I dropped it from 16% to 7%, which gets me to the company match. I'm on a mission to pay off at least two of the consumer debts. The consumer loan first, right? The 5,300. Smart. And then one of the car loans by the end of the year. I think I can have the $5,300 paid off by the end of March. Then my plan is to increase the 401k from 7 to maybe 14%, still attacking the smaller car loan to pay it off by the end of the year. I never wanted two car payments at once. It's been mentally messing with me. Oh. I use my 401k as a tax benefit. I have to be very careful and disciplined to make sure that I catch that back up before the end of the year so I don't take a tax hit. Am I wrong about wanting to get these loans paid off over saving a maximum amount in my 401k? If there's a big upswing in the market, I might feel left out. But if two of those debts are paid off, I'm not sure I care. First of all, why should you care? You already have 600, so you have $677,000. First of all, this is smart. Get rid of the consumer debt. That's number one. Get rid of the consumer debt. Get rid of the consumer debt. Does that savings account have a higher interest rate than 2.9%? If it does, I'd beef up my savings account but you could do both. So here's what I would do. I would not increase it when you're done with the $5,300 consumer loan or even the second car loan. I would take whatever amount of money that that is, that, that cash flow, and I would use it to beef up your, your savings account unless your wife has a ton of money in savings, okay? And I would pay off the other loan and then put the, uh, the contribution level up. You're not in a bad tax bracket. You're in the 22% tax bracket. So I don't care if you don't max it out. And I care more that you've been, you're messing with yourself. Okay. Am I wrong about wanting to get these paid off over saving a maximum amount on my 401k? The truth is that if this goes well, I was considering doing something similar, drop my 401k at the start of next year to pay off my house. Don't do that. Wait a minute. He's just has standard. Don't pay off your house. Do not pay off your house. Do not pay off your house. That's it. Your direction is right. Don't pay off your house and build up your liquidity. Get that savings built up. Get that savings account built up. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see. We've got one more here. Where is it? Okay. Here we go. This is from Sue. Planning for the dotage phase of my retirement. I'm 75. I'm retired. I've just sold a rental house in Washington state. And the plan is to buy another rental near my son in Oregon so that when I feel I can no longer live in my three-story house, I move into the rental near family. To complicate things, I am hoping to do a 1031 exchange, putting things on a short timeline in a nasty housing market. Here's the question. As much as I would like to have this major task done while I still have the energy, am I nuts to tie up $350,000 from this rental sale in another house? The rent will pay for its own expenses until I move in. P.S. Surprise. The, the sale just closed, so now I have 45 days to fish or cut bait. Oh. 
I wonder what the, I mean, I need to know so much more about your situation. I hate having 45 days to buy something and make myself nutty. I'd pay the taxes and move on and, and rent and relax. What would you do, Mark? Oh, I'm with you. I, I, you know, I would worry about that when the day comes. Who knows what's going to happen? Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm more conservative than you are, Sue. So, I mean, it's, you sold it. Great. Move on. You know, she can keep that 350 grand, you know, be very conservative with it. Kind of consider that her long-term care policy. Exactly. And be conservative. And also, what else do you have going on in your life? That's what we'd want to know. Okay. If you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. If you're shy, give us a lot of information when you're filling out the form. If you are less shy and you want to come on the air live, just click the bottom of the form. It says, would you be willing to come on the air live? And Mark does everything else because Mark is the best. He is the best producer in the world. He's also the creator of the free weekly newsletter that comes out today and every other Friday. If you are not yet a weekly newsletter subscriber, you should do that. It is free. Okay, it's Friday. Let's do some business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Karen Kranick is our web queen. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. And we are distributed by Cadence 13. Lift someone up today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.